You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey! joining me Raylan, oh, you we're both quarantined to our homes right now what is happening in the world right now i think either the rapture's coming soon or um i don't know the lord just wants us to all have some time with our families that's the only thing i can think of right now because it's pretty crazy you are so devoted to god which is one of my favorite things about you how do you find the silver lining in situations like this? Like what it, cause there's usually God does things for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. The silver lining that I find in this whole situation is that everything does happen for a reason. And even though there's a lot of unknowns, I feel like there's a lot of unknowns in life in general. Like, you know, why do people die of cancer? Why do people um, get diagnosed with certain diseases? Why do people, you know, lose their houses in a tornado, all those different things. But I genuinely believe that everything happens for a reason and God can turn around anything. And so you have to have that faith in life. If I didn't have that faith in general, I don't know if I could even get out of the bed, get get out of bed because it's like, you have to realize that you're living for something bigger than yourself and that there's someone out there that really is looking out for you other than your family. And so, I mean, I just, through this time, I just realized like, like, this is something that is so uncontrollable. Like it is affecting everybody. It is not just affecting the person that is like down the road that we don't know that, you know, doesn't have a cool house as one of us. Like it's literally affecting celebrities. It's affecting, it just goes to show that life is so precious and it doesn't matter who you are. It's affecting you. So that's one thing that I see. It's kind of like leveling the playing field in a way. Yes. To humanity. Um, 
Hold on really fast. Hey, babe, will you shut our bedroom door, my love? Thank you, honey. Sorry, just getting Michael to shut the bedroom oh, door. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, so, you know, I really do believe that, though. It's like it just it goes to show that we're all human and we're all like – and I, I think the cool thing, too, about this whole situation is I feel like these last couple of years, the thing of everything's been really divided and like uh-huh. really like just between like politics and religion and all this. And really nobody cares about that right now. Everybody's just like, let's get through this. Let's get through this coronavirus. Let's all work together. And to me, like, that's what, that's what it's all about. Like, and I think that's the coolest part about seeing it. I think so too. Hold on. Michael didn't hear me. Just a second. I got to shut this door. Cause it's loud. Oh, you're fine. Hey, hey. I'm back. No, Raylan, I agree 100% too. I think that the world is divided and stuff like this kind of like pops up and it's like, okay, let's really get to what matters. Like what really matters in our life. It's that we work together, that we take care of each other, that we support each other. And these kind of situations show you that. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, it, it, but it's scary. It's eerie. Like it's, it's very scary. It's very weird. end of world time. It's very feeling. end of world type of feeling, but I don't know. I mean, especially for me, I have type one diabetes, like an autoimmune disease. And like, like if you have that or lung disease or heart disease, like you're at risk and it's just, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a, t- a time to realize that life is super vulnerable and like precious and we all need to be there for each other. And, um, and it's awesome because, like, you know, my husband has been gone for a while, and now he's home. And I don't know. I'm just kind of like really trusting God because he's not working, and I'm not working, obviously. But I know it's scary. Um, like it, it's shows so are scary. There's no shows that are no. Being there's played. no shows. There's like Michael's all my shows all just got canceled. Everything, but it's affecting everybody. But then I think about oh my gosh, like a year ago, I was just wishing to have time at home, and being with my husband and my two dogs, like literally I was like, God, I just want that. You know, of course I don't want it like this, but, but we never you know, get think, it how we want it. Exactly. No, we don't. We don't. And so I think it's just about looking at the silver lining of it. And I do believe that we're going to be able to come up with ways to take care of the people that are living paycheck to paycheck and need help. And so I hope that we can figure that out soon. So what is your practice with God? Say like in a situation where there's, it's completely out of your control, like what we're living in now, what mm-hmm. do you do to get centered with God? Like what are some techniques, like people who are listening to this who have faith, but maybe they're really doubting their faith right now, or they're not knowing how to lean into it or find peace. Like what are some things that you do? I stay in constant communication with God. So I used to like wake up in the morning and have my little Jesus time or at night by myself, but I've really started to realize that God is always there. And so instead of me just like saying, Oh, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with Jesus this morning and 30 minutes with him at this time or whatever, I just kind of like talk to him throughout the day. Like when I'm cleaning, I know it sounds, might sound crazy. And if you see me talking to myself, it's probably because I'm talking to the Lord, but I just like, <laughs> I thank him for things. And it's like, I, you know, if I'm really stressed out about something and I'm on my way to like a write or like a meeting, I'm just like, Jesus, please handle this. Please do this. Like, I think it's not about like God doesn't deserve in the way that I view it. Jesus is not like he's a part of your day and like a certain time. 
of course you should have time where you read your Bible and you can focus on like your spirituality. But for me, I want to have constant communication with them and talk to them throughout the day because I get stressed throughout the day. Like I, there's so many things like two days ago, I woke up, woke up with the most serious anxiety about this whole thing. Cause I realized that in China, like most diabetics that were diagnosed with coronavirus had passed away. So I was like, Oh my God, I have type one diabetes and I don't like this. But then I realized, you know, you can't live in fear. I'm a very healthy being. I take care of myself. Like, and I know that I'm going to be okay. You know, and you can't live like that. So for me, and it's, and it's just about keeping a community of people around you that are positive and that live that way. I have incredible friends and I have incredible mentors in my life. I always want to learn from women that are older than me that are just like really steadfast in their faith that can teach me because I, I have so much to learn. And I think when you're always willing to learn there's something about that, especially when it comes to your faith. Like I have so many friends that have gone through really big trials and tribulations, but with God, they've like, I mean, you can't just deny like somebody's story and somebody's path. Like, right. Here's somebody's testimony. You're like, Oh my gosh, there has to be a God for them to, you know, overcome this or overcome that. And, um, I don't know. I just, it's been really cool though to see the people that God's put in my life to to be that for me. And Josh, I always wonder um, how do you know when you're on the right road? So you're saying like you you're talking to God in constant communication. Mm-hmm. I do that too. I feel like I have just like a constant prayer with God. Like, and I'm really trying to listen to um, to hear God in a way of how I feel, like with resistance mm-hmm. or non-resistance. Like if I am doing something and I get a feeling that it feels gross and bad and like wrong, like not like wrong, like that's bad, but just wrong for me. I am trying to take that cue as God is telling me to pivot in a different direction. Like Mm -hmm. that's how I'm. And then like, if things are just sort of flowing and like you and I were talking, we're Mm -hmm. in the middle of Corona and like we're moving and building a house. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's stressful. You know, so in this, stressful. this situation, like you have all these plans and then all of a sudden plans completely change. And I'm like, God, is this still what we're supposed to be doing right now? Is this like the right? And like, I'm just like following it until I hit a big um, feeling or like a big roadblock. Like, how do you know when God is leading you correct in the, in the way that you're supposed to be going? I feel like you get serious discernment. If something is right or wrong, like that serious, what is it? Discernment. 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 Like, yeah. Like you, just like you said, you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach, right? Like, you know, Oh, this is the right thing. Oh, this is not. And that is just something I would continue to pray for. Like when, when I am super, one thing that I've always prayed is like, like, for instance, we just put an offer in on a house and I said, God, if this is what you want, make it happen. If it's not, don't even let it happen. Yes. And it didn't happen. And I was so bummed and I was like, God, I really wanted it. Jesus. Like it was so close to the airport. It was so close to my friends, like, blah, blah, blah. and then I'm like, but wait, you can't pray that God, you can't tell God if it's not your will, don't do it. And then when he doesn't do it, start fighting with him, you know, he's doing and it for your best interest. He's doing it for your best interest. And then two days later, you know, God puts like, an amazing opportunity on our lap. That's extremely like way lower than we ever experienced. Like he just always, he always does it better than you can ever imagine. 
And like, but you were saying earlier, like, how do you know if it's the right thing? Sometimes you just have to go through those doors and figure it out. That's one thing that I've learned is like, all you can do is the best you can do. And if it's not the right step, like if you made a wrong step, like you just correct it and keep on going. You can't like doubt everything that you've done. I mean, I've, I went through a serious period where I was doubting some moves I made in my career and like, could I, God, I should have went with that label or I should have went with this label or I should have done, put out that song or I should have put this song. And I'm like, no, because if I would have done anything different, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And the person that I am right now is better than the person that I was two years ago. And it just, cause it's all those things build your character and build the person that you are. Any, any like thing that you go through and I don't know, but I, and another thing too, is I am the kind of person that I'm like, Oh my God, I love everybody. This person's never going to hurt me. This is going to be great. And having a husband that's more like level, he's like, eh, maybe you should like, like you can be the person that gets excited, but I'm going to be the more level. Like you're, it's super important to like lean on your significant other because there's things that like, like for instance, people discernment about people. I'm not great with like, <laughs> cause you love I, everybody. I love everybody, but Josh is super good with it, you know, but it's good for him because like, I do love everybody and, and he probably needs a little more of that, you know, like being more trusting, you know? So I feel like God puts the right, of course, like your husband or your wife, like whoever that is, like the Lord puts that person in your life for a reason to help you kind of with the things that you're not that great at. I love, and I love y'all's story. Because you guys, y'all met when you were in high school? No, I was, well, technically, I guess I was like out of high school. I was 18 and he was 21. Where'd y'all meet? So we met at church. Okay, great place to meet. I know, it's a good place to meet. It wasn't a bar like every other country song. I'm going to drink my coffee. I know, Michael and I met at a bar and made out the same night. Hey, that's okay. (laughs) But me and Josh met at at a church and then... I slid into his DMs, classic. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. um, and then what'd you Twitter, say? Like, what'd you say? Did no, you really I like that saying, verse? No, I said something like, because he was like friends of people that I was friends with, and I said, "How have I never met you before?" Something like that, classic me. Uh-huh. And then we um went to the same wedding a couple weeks later, and then he got my number. And then that was it. But then y'all broke up yeah. for a minute. Yeah, we broke up for a couple years. So did me and Michael. I know. We talked about this. And then um, right when we got back together, we just, we knew it. Like, how I, did you know it? And how did y'all I just knew it. I remember, I remember when, like, we were talking on the phone. First of all, I've never been so nervous slash excited that when, like, First of all, I had his name on my phone as do not answer, do not call, like all those things. Cause I was like the psycho girl that would call him like, you know, all the time. Be like, oh my God, please look at my... like, you know, so I had like, and so in his ringtone, like, do not answer, do not call. Like I was, so you just, were like, doing some work to avoid oh, him. Like, yeah, way, way, way doing work. And the funny thing is, is it was all in my head. Like he's just like living life. I feel like dudes are like so much chiller about this than girls that we were like, Oh my God. And like, he was like so chill about it. Um, but yeah, I, I answered it and we, and we just kind of like caught up, I guess. And, um, from that phone call on, like we just kept in touch and he came to see me cause he was living in Georgia at the time. Cause he's, and, he serves or he's, he's in the yes, service, right? Yeah. He's in the service. He joined the military. He's in, he played baseball for a while with the Cubs and then, 
um, he joined the military a couple years later. So, okay. So yeah. So does he still have to, is he still, uh, like doing his time? I don't know exactly. Yes. He's, um, he's still under contract and he's doing trainings back and forth, but since the Corona, He's stuck here with me and my beanie. So <laughs> you're cute beanie. Him. I know. Thank you. I love it. What have y'all learned about each other now that you have been quarantined together? Um, Anything new? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm trying to like, I think that we still love each other. That's a good one. What's like, a good tip for like, marriage? He's still laughing at my jokes, obviously. Huh? That's important. Someone, if someone, yeah. if someone, your husband didn't think you're funny, that would be a tragedy. I genuinely think that my husband's the funniest person in the world. Which you is think like, he is? Oh my God. He's so funny. <laughs> and it's so cool. Like, like when you've been married for a while, you just know like your significant other's just sense of humor. Uh-huh. So like, and it's kind of weird. It's like a code language. Like when you're around another couple, you don't realize how weird you are until you like are laughing at your own jokes and you're like, oh shit. Like, okay. <laughs> They don't get what we're laughing at and that's okay. What are some tips for marriage, especially being young and semi newlyweds? I mean, y'all been married a few years now, but what are some things that have really helped you in your marriage that y'all have done? I think recently doing, I've been going to counseling, which has been awesome and working on myself to be better for him rather than making like, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is I can't expect him to change. I got to change. And then like that is going to like affect the whole relationship. Does that make sense? That like, makes a lot of sense. There's, I think it's uh, a lot of times like each person will bring their own crap into a marriage and they don't work on themselves, you know, yep. we all go through stuff. But if you really work on like the things that, you know, made you the person that you are that you prob- probably like could have kind of done without, like for instance, like, my parents were divorced growing up and I grew up with two sets of like going to, you know, two different Thanksgivings and two different Christmases and every other weekend, which that was my life. Well, Josh didn't grow up like that. So, you know, he grew up with his parents. I mean, his parents have been over married for over 40 years. And so he wasn't used to things like that. So it's like, but that's not his fault. And it's not my fault that I grew up the way that I grew up, but there's some things that are different because our lifestyles that we grew up with were different. So I think one thing that I've learned is like I'm always trying to work on myself because when I work on myself, it helps our relationship and communication is super big. Like, yes, I'm trying to learn about not being like a 12 year old all the time. Cause like I (laughs) upset and I'm like, I want to go away, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, like let's just talk it out. Let's be two grownups that are married and like are doing life together and let's just get through this. And that's been, that's taken me a couple years to figure out. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't worry. You're you're not alone. Like sometimes I react to like, I like try to be all Zen and like stay centered and find the meaning of everything and like stay connected. But like sometimes when it's your spouse, because the thing is with your spouse, they directly affect everything you do. Like when you are married, they get to have a say in your life because you are a partnership. Just like you have a say in their life. And it's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, well, I just want to do it my way. Like, God, just let me be me. Like back off. But it's like, no, you've got to figure out how to communicate. Know the person is coming at you with love and they have a reason that's not ludicrous for why they're saying this. Mm -hmm. So you need to figure it out and meet in the middle and speak with respect and not throw a fit. And I'm the same way. Sometimes I'm just like, but I don't want to. And I think another thing too that I've learned is 
like the have you read the book love and respect you are the second marley sherwood told me that yesterday it's a marriage counseling book it is a marriage counseling book who's it by she didn't know who it was by oh my god i forgot what it was by this is the exact same you're um, the second okay this is a sign i'm getting this it. Is a sign but i think women we just want like affection and love and i heard it changes though when you like have kids and stuff but genuinely like just showing respect for each other is like the biggest thing you know are you and josh doing that book we need to do it i've I read like the first t- couple chapters. I'm the worst reader in the world. You guys. I know. Is it on audio? I'm like my thing. No, I just like, I just hate reading. I, I do, do better with audio books. I do better with audio books. That's like, what I'm saying. Is it on audio? I think it is on audio, okay. but I mean, and my thing is I'm so funny. Like I feel bad. Like when I'm reading any book, but the Bible, cause I hate to read. So like if I'm reading another <laughs> book, I'm like, oh, I probably should be reading the Bible. And then I read the Bible and I get bored because of all the these and nows. And then I stop. <laughs> <laughs> the truth off. So then I just read my Jesus calling and read the scriptures that they suggest. I love you so much. I love you because you are just so bubbly and so real and so, and like, you're so all about God and life and living and all, but you're just, you're just saying it how it is, which I appreciate. I want to, I want to ask you about your journey to music because like when you said you were struggling with anxiety a while back, like, did I choose the right record deal? Did I make the right choice? I mean, the fact that you had a choice to choose record deals, like the fact that there were several record deals that wanted to sign you because you came off hot off the voice. Yeah. So I, um, I grew up in Baytown and I, Baytown, Texas, which is outside of Houston for those of you who don't know. Um, and I was going back and forth to LA actually like doing auditions and stuff. Um, I think I was like 17 at the time. And, um, my mom and dad only let, allowed me to live out there for a year and really like devote for acting. And then as I was out there, um, I just started writing songs and really like kind of honing in on my craft with that. Cause I graduated early. That's why I was out there. I wasn't like going out there, not, you know, focused. Were you living by yourself out there? No, I had, um, my stepmom would come and stay with me or my mom or different people would come stay with me every month. They like loved it. They're like, LA for a month. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I, came back home to Texas and I started writing and then I would go back and forth to Nashville and I got, I, I got signed with ASCAP right when I moved to, well, I wasn't moved there yet, but going back and forth. And so then they set me up with a bunch of rights. Um, Leanne Phelan at ASCAP and uh, one of those rights was with Nicole Gallion and um, Brad Tercy, which I think is hilarious. Sarah Buxton, obviously they put me with the best people. Yeah. Um, like I didn't know at the time. I'm just like, you know, 17 googly eyed, like what the hell's going on? Brad Tersey's um, now an old dominion. Nicole Gallion just yes. won songwriter of the year. I mean, Sarah Buxton's written tons of hits. Um, she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. But when I wrote with Nicole, um, she was like, have you thought about auditioning for the voice? And I was like, nah, I don't really. Cause I had auditioned for like American Idol. I didn't make it. And I auditioned for X factor and I didn't make it. So I was like, Obviously, they don't like my voice. And she's like, well, the voice is cool because they like unique voices, not just like, you know, if you can sing like Mariah Carey, which I cannot sing like Mariah Carey. And so um, anyways, I was like, no, but it's okay. Like, I just not really into that. I just want to do it the organic way, play at bars, you know, do like, you know, she's like, okay. She's like, well, I have an audition and I'll give it to you. And so I was like, what? No, don't do that. She goes, no, you do it. And so she gave me her audition, her private audition, Nicole did. Are you serious? No. And then she ended up getting another one. 
And so she auditioned too, but. And she made um, it also. Yeah, she did. We both did. And so I made it on and, you know, of course the rest was history. I was on team Blake and then I moved to Nashville after that. And I think a lot of, I don't know. I think there's like a misconception of like, when you get on a show like that and a chair turns around for you, your world's going to change. And it does. It does. But there's a lot of hard work that goes after that. There's a lot of, it's not just like rainbows and fairies and you know, you're going to sell out stadiums. Hell no. I mean, what happens after? Well, I mean, what happens after is you have to freaking put your boots on the ground and start working and you can live off the success of your voice career for so long, but you don't want that to define you. And I realized that really quick. Like, you don't want to be known as the voice girl or something like that. Like, and that was a hard thing to kind of like branch out of, you know, of like, Oh, she was on the voice. I'm like, no, I am a real songwriter. No, I do have a unique voice. No, I like, and fighting through that was, was kind of hard. You know, that fog of like being a reality show singer, because mm-hmm. that's a big thing. And I, and I'm sure if you talk to anybody who's been on American Idol X Factor, they'll tell you the same thing. It's kind of hard to like, be like, no, I'm, I'm the real deal. I'm an actual artist. And so of course I signed a big machine and all that and everything, honestly, like I just, when I look, when I look back about the amount of radio tours I went on and how hard I worked at 18 and 19 and 20, like, I mean, there was, when I was during the push of God made girls, Three, I remember I did, I did like 280 shows in 365 days. Like most of those wow. were radio shows. Yeah. And God Made Girls, it was like, how far did that go up the charts? I think it went top 15. If Love I had to guess. that song. And, um, but I just, I, I look back and I think about the, I really do believe that like God was preparing me and giving me the toughest skin. Like, because I thought, I always had so much faith. Oh, this song's going to be a hit. This song's going to be number one. And it actually was a hit. God Made Girls sold over a million copies. It was a hit. You can, That's a hit. It is a hit. But, you know, I think the one thing that, like, you always kind of have in your head, this is how it's going to happen. This is who the people I'm going to have success with. You know, this is, this is like, this is my path. But everything really does happen for a reason. So then I, um, I left my, my record deal. And how did you deal with that? Like leaving a deal? Like, is that hard to do? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Is that emotional? Cause you're like, okay, this is my shot and now it's ending or how do you feel? It was, it was the biggest faith step I've ever taken. Cause I knew it was the right move, but I didn't want people to think that like I was like a washed up artist. Do you know what totally. I mean? Totally. Yes. Like, oh, Ray, Ray Lynn just lost her records. We know how it is. And, and music row like, Oh, did you know that person just lost their record deal? Oh, that's yes. not, like, blah, blah, blah. and I didn't want to be that. But then I thought as I was thinking that those negative thoughts that I do believe come from the enemy, that's not anything negative does not come from God. That's one thing that I've realized. Like if it's a negative thought, it's not from God. Don't think that it is at all. Um, and so I was like, would I rather be not doing the music that I want to do and be here or would I rather be by myself putting out things that I'm proud of and just seeing what God does? And then that was an easy question for me to answer. And so I created the record I left. I created the record I wanted to create 
and pitched it to a few labels and both labels wanted to be a part of it. Like wow. within like we had deals on the table within that day. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. How amazing. You did the work again. You made the music. You put yourself out there. Made the music. Put yourself out there. And... And it gave me confidence that like, and, and, and I even said this in an interview when I put out Wild Horse that like, trust your gut, trust that what you're making is bigger than the circumstance that you're in because mm. it's super easy to like get consumed with, oh, I need a deal, I need this. Like people are breaking into the music in- industry in the most unorthodox way. And I think that's so cool. Like yeah. the music industry is like the wild, wild west right now. You can mm-hmm. really, anything goes. And so with Wild Horse, like that was such an amazing introductory to me. And of course it went number one on the Billboard country chart, which only a handful of females have done. And amazing. I'm so thankful to my, my Warner team at the time. Like they killed that launch for me. And you know, and I ended up like, that was only a home for me for a couple of years. And this is another thing that I'm realizing is just because a label situation didn't work out the way you wanted it to does not, it has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with the label. Sometimes yep. it's just, it's not perfect. It's not right anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, to leave and to go somewhere else where, where it is right. And, and that doesn't mean that there has to be bad blood because I just like, I've just feel so blessed. Like I, anytime I see anybody from big machine or from Warner, like there's so much love and animosity there. Like we've been through so much together. Like I saw (laughs) Mike Molinar, he's my first publisher and Mm -hmm. we were just laughing about how I was upset because I wanted to go to, I'll never forget. I had like one of my first radio shows and I was like, I really want to go to this concert. And 
he's like, Ray, well, you probably need to get up and, you know, you got to get up early. Like you don't need to go to a concert. And I was like, but, but it's, it's this artist. And he was like, no, like, and, and then I thought back, I'm like, these people like practically raised me. Like I was 18 living by myself, hanging out in their offices. Like <laughs> no matter like the way it ended, like we, the music industry is like a huge family. And yes. So now like being at um, Round Here Records with Florida Georgia Line, you know, Tyler and BK, I mean, I've known those guys since I was 18, since I was signed to Big Machine. Like I will never forget I was going to come out and sing a song with them. They were playing at like a, like a, it was like a tailgate show at the Talladega when they first started with Cruz. And I have like a picture of me like 18 and they're holding me and I'm like this and I have my hair, <laughs> like I have a big, you know, flower on the side of my head. And I just think like, if you would have told me eight years later that I would be signed to a label with these guys and that I would be making the funnest music I've ever made in my whole life because I'm living in no box. I'm just like, creating what's fun and what's me and I'm not worried about country radio I'm not worried about any of these things I'm just creating and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't like isn't that what that's, life's about like, that's freeing isn't it and I was like I would have said you were crazy I wouldn't have said that that would was actually the case and so it's just I just think it's super cool to honor the path that that you've been through and and to not see it as a failure but to see like like no I've earned my stripes in this town like I've been through it. I've grown through every situation and I'm still growing and I'm not giving up. Like I'm never going to stop releasing music. I'm never going to stop touring. I have the best fans ever and I've created a brand. And that's another thing too. Like I, anytime I talk to a new artist or I'm like, what is your brand? That's what you've got to figure out. What's going to, what makes your sound different? What makes your songwriting different? Each artist is saying the same thing another artist is saying, but they're saying it in their way. What's your yeah. way? And that's, it took me a while to figure that out. And so now that I figured that out, it's just cool because I feel like I want to spread the gospel to every artist. I'm like, listen, you don't worry about making a record. Don't worry about getting a record deal. Don't worry about that. Make the music you want to make, make it precious and amazing, and then go shop it and find somebody that champions it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to, you don't have to wait to make something great. Cause like, you don't need to go into a label and be like, well, I want to add this and this and this. You need to go in there and show them what they're, what they want and show yes. them. Yes. Cause I feel like that's a lot. Hey, calm down puppy. My dog's freaking out. Cause my husband's <laughs> outside. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of time we all, we always try to explain what we want, but you just need to go do it and, and show it, people and, and show people. And I know it's hard because you're like, well, you need money to create them and stuff like that. But no, if you find the right team, they'll invest in you and invest the time. And yeah. it's just about finding that team. So what would you say your brand is now? My brand is, well, if you know me, I grew up in Baytown, which is like, I feel like it's like Dolly Parton with some 808 beats. Like it's <laughs> super fun, kind of ghetto, which is totally me. Um, but there's a lot of heart behind my songs. I have, I'm so excited about having a lot of fun songs come out because I just like, like good, you just put oh bra off and it's hilarious and fun. And thank the you. I just think that like, I love to have fun on stage and I wanted songs that made me dance and have a good time on stage. And so that's kind of what I was writing towards, but I still, my brand is very fun and bubbly. And I would say like country girl, badass kind of feel because I am very much country girl, but it's also, there's a lot of heart behind the lyrics. Like I don't take the lyrics lightly. Like I have a couple songs coming out this year that are going to be 
like up there with love triangle and like depth wise. And I think that that's so important and what the world needs today. And like, and that's always me. Like you can't write a song like love triangle and never put a song like, like that out again. Like, yeah. Like that song went gold without any radio play. And that's because people want to hear songs like that. That and song so, most is one of the most, um, beautifully written songs to describe a child living with divorced parents that I have yeah. ever heard in my entire life. I mean, it is a masterpiece. Thank you. And, and I just really want more of that, but then also having a good time. Like I want to show that you can, you can really do both. Like, <laughs> you know, like you shouldn't be afraid to have a good time and put out serious songs, you know, I, yeah. I just couldn't do that in general. That's like, not my personality either, but so yeah, this, this new, this new music is like, it's so much fun. I just, I don't even, I just got a mix back from Corey and I'm so pumped. Corey Crowder, my producer. So it's going to be awesome. So have you really, it sounds to me like you really have not only been on a musical journey, but like a self journey and like where you are now, just hearing you talk about this, I really feel like you've like let go of control. I really have. I, for the, if you would have told me that I would be in this predicament four years ago, I would say, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Like, this is so crazy. Like what, like, but I have the most peace in my life right now than I've ever had of, ever. You're because you're just trusting God. I'm trusting God and I'm happy. I'm married to an incredible human that loves me through anything. If I wanted to go work at McDonald's, he'd be like, you do it, babe. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter what I do. And I have the best team around me that are all God fearing people. Like I just, I believe that genuinely everything happens for a reason and trust the path, trust the tribulations that you go through, trust the process. And I, that's one thing that I've like been living my life by is like trusting the process of the way that life is happening because we can only control so much. Like the, the I love that. <laughs> it's the best quote. And it's so true. Let go and let God, because we can only control so much and I'm a control freak. Oh but yeah. As long as you work hard every day and you show up and you do what you do, you can only like leave the rest for God to do. And that's when, that's when the best stuff genuinely happens. I feel, Raylan, it's so crazy that you're saying this because I feel like I am at the same spot in my life. Like, I feel like with my podcast, I've been building this like brand and it's like turning into live shows if we can ever get back out in the world and perform in front of people, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I don't know where this is going either, but I feel more in my purpose than I ever have in my life. And I feel like God just keeps opening up doors and leading it. And I'm like, literally, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what the next step is. I am trusting that because I'm just going to follow this, that God's going to provide it. And it's kind of like the most excited I've ever been. Like if I forget to stay in touch with God, I have anxiety because yep. it's very scary. But once I'm in the flow with God and like, that's why I'm with you, like staying in constant prayer is essential when you really are going to live a life led by God, because if you're not in touch yeah. with him, you're going to fall down a panic hole because it's so scary because you don't know what you're doing. But when you are in touch with God, no. you just have to listen to what you said. Your, um, uh, I forgot how you described it in your gut. That word that you said, like your, the intuition you're in. Yeah. You have to listen to that. And 
then I'm just you know, your discernment, 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 discernment. Yeah. You have to listen to your discernment that you feel inside of yourself. And I'm literally like, okay, God, I'm, I'm going, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen, but it's kind of when you live through enough things and you, like you said, when you look back on your life and you see that all the trials and tribulations actually served such a beautiful point, even though it was so scary and a mess and heartbreaking yeah. at the time, it really, it does serve a purpose and it allows you to get to a place of freedom and trust with God. If you can like, just keep going. Yep. And I mean, faith is your biggest weapon. I mean, not, not weapon, but like, yeah, it is like, it's your biggest thing that you have that you can always believe in, like always having faith that there, that God has a bigger plan and a better plan. And I am, I don't know. I, th- I think about the time me and you were at Taco Mamacita, like, <laughs> and just like, and then I think about like who we are today. And I just, we were both single, drinking we were margaritas, both single, just drinking margaritas. Like trying to find, actually I wasn't drinking margarita. I think I was like 19 at the time. Probably drinking a foam margarita. I was or maybe I was. Uh, yeah. But I ate my cob salad that I always eat. No, but I just think about like, just, uh, do you sometimes feel like you've like a cat with nine lives? Like oh, I for sure. Like when I see like old friend groups, I'm like, gosh, like, and also too like putting, finding your tribe and keeping the right people around you is so important because not everybody has your best interest. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, that's a that's a really big thing, too. I totally agree. And my 25 years of living. You know what? You've lived a lot for 25 years, Raylan. I think I agree with you because it is so easy. Every day you wake up and people have a choice to nitpick the shit about somebody or see the positive in them. And Mm -hmm. we all have stuff that is super annoying that people can pick apart. I mean, I could pick somebody apart all day long if I wanted to. Just like somebody can pick me apart all day long. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to be in on a, in community and in a team with those kind of people. Cause that's not going to, no. it's not going to get anybody elevated. It's not going to get no. anybody moving forward. It's awesome to have people who can like call you out. And like, mm-hmm. if you need to be called out, you, I mean, you need those people, but also it's calling you out and love to better you not to like, yes, just stir shit up. No. And, and you're right. And the right people, like you're right. Like they, they will call you out in a super loving way, but like, don't keep like yes people around you either. Like, you know, it's about keeping people around you that have your best interests in heart, like you said, but that'll also, when they tell you that you're wrong, they'll, they will, you know, you'll, you'll listen too. Yes. You know, it's coming from the right place and they need to listen. Well, crap. It's taken me, gosh, I've lived here for almost nine years, nine years to find my tribe and I found them, you know? Um, but it's, definitely been like an up and down thing but my dogs are like freaking out they're so cute <laughs> who is they're somebody who's somebody that always tells you the truth josh he does oh yeah josh do you always tell me the truth i see him creeping <laughs> she goes i see you creeping he's putting on gloves gloves for the coronas no. what are you putting on no, i'm just kidding you know, i'm just i know why he's putting on gloves he's going to pick on dog shit <laughs> That's a good husband right there. <laughs> she said that's a good husband right there. <laughs> yes. I would say another person that tells me the truth, uh, that's been a big a big person in my life besides Josh, of course, um, is I have a really awesome relationship with my manager. 
um, and my mom, of course, my mom always tells me the truth, but like, I'm thinking about somebody that God's put in my life that's changed my life. I would have to say Carrie Hansen, my manager. Um, we have a really special bond and a really special relationship. We've been together now for almost seven years. Wow. And, um, and she has been a big voice of reason in my life for a lot of things. And I mean, we're family. And so she's, um, she always has my best interest in heart. Like, and I think that's why I love having her lead the charge of my career because of course she's thinking about, you know, everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to, you know, see this ship rise. But the one thing that she's always thinking about is my heart and, and my well being, and, um, and Josh's well being, And that means the world to me. It really does. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? You've been here nine years doing this for nine years. Like <clears throat> you are so talented and you've had so much success. You've gone through so many things, but like literally it takes a long time to it's launch about a to ship. It's about to be my damn tenure, tenure town. I'm like, mm -hmm. but it takes a long time to build a brand and launch a ship. Like it really does. And you know, too, it's so fun. We're just so hard on ourselves. Like, you know, when I was talking earlier about thinking, oh, people are going to think this about me and think this about me. And then when I actually started hearing what people were saying, that's the last thing that they were saying about me. People were like, no, Ray's so talented. She's one of the most hardworking things. She never cancels a right. She never does this. She just, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, that was the enemy trying to psych me out because people don't think that about me. I am a good person. Like, you know, like you can get so in your head about like, the battlefield of the mind, it is. It's such a mind game. Like, because that's the last thing people were thinking about me. But I thought, like, it's just so crazy how your mind can literally play tricks on you. So. And that's another thing I like to talk about. Have you noticed your self-talk? Because I didn't know, I didn't even pay attention to self-talk until my friend Michael Chandler, who's a three-time MMA world champion, he, like, started talking to like me about self-talk and he does a lot of talk about self-talk and I started paying attention to my self-talk mm -hmm. and I started realizing, dang, Caroline, you had some pretty bad self-talk. Like yeah, you're negative. Like negative you are hard on yourself. You do not think you're great. You think people think you're like done. And when not I think, cool. when I think, when I think of you, I think of pure sunshine. I think Aww. of, Somebody who has always been consistent with your smile and your energy and your love for life. And like, I don't know, anytime I see you, I smile because you just have that aura about you. Like you genuinely, and that's why this is, that's why you're made for this because people feel so comfortable talking to you. Like sometimes I get anxiety about interviews, but I'm like talking to Caroline, that's going to be <laughs> the easiest thing ever. You do like you were, were made for this. And I'm so thankful that you trusted your path for this because it's so it's so we're exactly where you're supposed to be in my opinion well I really appreciate that and I'm trying to view myself in the way that you're saying like you know how you're trying to view yourself like how people view you like because you're mm -hmm. that same way you're so fun you're so bubbly you're so bright you're so adventurous you're so good at like going for your unicorn heart sparkle desire and I think that like <laughs> I love that you do it because it is so uniquely you when you put stuff out. And I'm like, if you didn't follow your bubbly, bold, bright personality, like how sad for the rest of us not to get to experience that joy. And it's a journey to get where you need to go and all everything 
happen it along is. the way. I used to view things as failures, like, oh God, I haven't succeeded enough. Or like, this is like other people are more successful than me. Or like, I'm just, what, what am I even doing this for? Is this even worth it? Like, does anyone even care? Like, is my voice even worth being heard? And now I'm like, no, you're following your purpose. You're following your calling. Don't be hard on yourself. Trust God, you know, and put yes. what's in your heart out there. In every step of the way, even if it sounds a little crazy. Yeah. And I love it. Hey, I love that. Jesus. I love Jesus so much. He's my homeboy, but I do love to party and I love to have a good time and I love to twerk a little bit. So <laughs> you can do it all. <laughs> you can do it all. You're really good at twerking. I know. I try to, I try to like contain it, you know. So what is your self-talk? What is it now? My self-talk is I'm a funny bunny. I always say I'm a funny bunny. Josh always laughs at that. Anyways. No, I, I genuinely, my self-talk is I always want to be a light in the room. I always pray that God puts like, like an aura around me that gives people peace when they're around me. I want somebody to know that they can be themselves around me and not feel, I just want everybody to feel comfortable. Like, but not in a, where I'm going to compromise myself kind of way, but like in a way of like, I want people to like be around me and just feel like, ah, rather than like, you know, which I feel Uh like some people have that. Um, and my self-talk is like the Lord knows how much, how hard we all work and like you can only work as hard as you can and then you gotta let God do the rest. Like if I'm, this is the best that we can do right now, right? It's talking on zoom and being awesome, talking about our lives and putting it out there. And if somebody's sitting on their couch, tired as hell, drinking a margarita, you know, quarantine, hopefully they watch this and feel inspired. Like we are doing the best that we can actually do right now. Uh-huh. That's kind of like my self-talk is like always being authentic, trusting my gut, trusting my God, trusting my husband and praying that every day. And this is another thing I pray every day is like, if there's something that I've scheduled today that you don't want me to do God and you want to mess up my plans a little bit and like do it. Like I, I scheduled out this day, but I want this day to be yours. And I'm learning about that. Cause oh, I, I love that like planned like, Oh, I need to work out and go to the gym. Blah, blah, blah. I need to, you know, go to the grocery store, or, you know, go meet this person. But sometimes you've got to literally clean your schedule and just give God room to work, you know? And I think that's another thing that I've tried to really implement in my life is praying. I have a schedule today, but if you want to mess it up and you want me to go, help a friend that is sick, has a sick baby, need me to drop some stuff off. Like not being so selfish with my time. Love that. I'm going to, you should write that. It's a song called mess it up. Mess it up. Yeah. You're on your Christian album that you do one Don't day. Don't be selfish. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up. I want to ask you a few more questions though. Okay. What does love mean to you? I love that question. Love to me. Oh my gosh. Means getting through the unthinkable and doing it with grace. Like when I, when I think of love, I think of time I think of um, commitment and I think of it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. Like that's one thing that I've loved, like that I've learned about love is that love is 
I always thought love was like an infatuation and but it's not that it's, it's commitment. It's getting through the hard shit. It's, um, and it's really about communication and, um, and love's not always easy, but love to me is, is time and, and commitment. If I had to like sum it up. I love that. Thank you. I had to, I had to really think about it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what is success to you? Success to me means it's not about money. It's about how you feel and you genuinely being happy. I think we get consumed. Of course, we all want to make money and be able to, you know, have a nice house and nice this and nice that and good things for our kids and all that stuff. But that's not, I've seen some of the most successful people fall with their personal life. And when I see that, it just makes me so sad because success to me looks like having a a family that loves the Lord, that is, you know, steadfast in who they are. Um, I want my kids, my future kids to, to be, you know, able to be themselves, whatever, whatever they want to be. If they want to be a painter, they can be a painter. If they want to be a scientist, they can be a scientist being like, you know, championed in their element. And I think success just means to enjoy life. And of course we all need to, you know, make ends meet and follow our dream, but follow your dream, but don't lose yourself in it. Like that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's okay. Break that down just a little bit. I, I don't know. I just like, for instance, like when Kate Spade like sold her company for a billion dollars and then committed suicide two days later, I got to, that really bothered me. I was like, this woman literally sold her company for a billion dollars and committed suicide two days later. Like something that she's probably always wanted to do. She had to so hard, work so hard for, but genuinely like she had some demons that were in her spirit. And like, obviously there was something in her life that she didn't think that she was worth living for. And I just think that like, you can't let success break you. Like if, like I've been super successful, but I'm so happy right now. I just like, and where I'm at, of course I want to do more things and, but I'm genuinely just so thankful and blessed. And, and that's one thing is you can't let sick, like you can't gain the whole world and lose your soul. Like you can't do that. And so to me, that's what success means is like gaining the world, but staying the same person, like, and never thinking that you're too good for, to go help somebody or, um, or give up something. Yeah. Like I think about what if, what if God called me to give up something? What if God told me to do something else in my life? Would I listen? And that's a big question to answer. And I want to always be able to say yes with that. I love that. I love that. Okay. You're so wise, Ray. You're so wise. I'm not that wise. Yes, you are. You are. You're wise. You're You've learned from your life. You've lived through a lot of things and you've learned from it and you have the wisdom to show for it. Like you're 25, but you're wise. Um, I always wrap up every interview with leave your light. What do you want people to know? What do I want people to know about me? Just, just how, when you hear that question, it's just wide open. Just what do you want people to know? I want people to know that whatever you're going through is just right in front of you. And there's so much more that is through 
this, whatever this fog is. And it's just about focusing on the good in each day. And this is one thing that I want people to know. I have been working on when I have a negative thought coming to my mind, going straight to, instead of being like, let's say like I hear negative thoughts and you're not good enough. You know, the single you're about to release is probably not going to do well. I'm going straight to, I'm thankful that I get to, you know, do this as a job. I'm thankful that I'm, you know, writing the things I want to write. I'm thankful that I'm married to an amazing human. Anytime you have a negative thought, putting, always replying with thankfulness and saying it out loud has been really huge for me. And so that's what I want you to know. If, like if you have a negative thought come in your mind, say something that you're thankful for. And I'm pretty sure you're not going to be that sad about what you were upset about. I love that. Okay. What do you want people to know about you? What do people know about me? Yeah. Um, I'm blonde. I'm fun. I love Jesus. And I sing country music. And, and yeah, that's me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Raylan. And I have You're two dogs. And the most bright, bubbly, sparkly unicorn spirit of anyone I've ever met. Like you oh, are just you. a delight to this earth. And I am so thankful to know you. Well, I'm thankful to know you. And I hope this podcast or is this a video podcast it's a podcast video podcast means something to somebody so it will okay don't hang up yes. i'm gonna end this but don't hang okay up. okay bye bye whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.